Hey, y'all. Welcome back to Kumo's Unfiltered Convos podcast. And this is part two of Sex and Sexuality with my good friend, Chris Joseph. Um, So the intent in this conversation is literally to get us to think differently, to have an open mind as we have this conversation on sex and sexuality. Um, And I just want to thank every person who has listened, subscribed, and shared this podcast. I seriously don't take it for granted when you listen to this podcast because y'all, you could literally be listening to anybody else, you know, to someone else. So thank you so much for giving my podcast your time. Um, And I really do hope that it gets us to critically think um, and to do the work of unlearning the shit that we've been taught from our family members, from faith, uh, religion, culture, society, just to really understand what it looks like for each and every one of us as individuals to reclaim our sexuality, to reclaim the word sex and what that looks like. Um, So I do hope that to the folks that have listened to this, and if you haven't listened to it, I do hope that you approach this conversation with an open mind. Um, And I want to thank all the women in my life that I know and don't know who are reclaiming and and embracing their sexuality. Because of you all, I am able to have these dialogues and, and openly talk about my sex life and what that looks like. So thank you so much to the women that are doing this work. Thank you to my friends who have cultivated a safe, safe space for me to talk about my sex life and not feeling judged about it and not feeling like I'm a weird person for having a sex drive. Um, So thank you so much, each and every one of you, you know who you are. Um, And nonetheless, I also want to do a big shout out to the LGBTQIA plus community. I am so grateful for you all. And um, I'm so grateful that I've gotten to be friends with some of you from that community. And I hope that you felt seen in this episode Um, We need you. This world would not be what it is without you. Like you are important and you are part of the revolution and dismantling a fucked up system that has oppressed so many of us. Um, And last but not least, I would also like to um, just bring attention to the folks in Arizona that we do have primary elections coming up. You do you're you're eligible to vote if you did register for early uh, valid vote voting. You can also vote, which is coming up. Up, I believe August 4th. If I am wrong, I will correct that in the um, information section of this podcast. But nonetheless, my, uh, nonetheless, y'all, thank you so much for tuning in to Kumo's Unfiltered Combos podcast. And if you have any feedback, please give it to me. I love feedback. I love conversating. Um, this is a safe space, y'all. So thank you so much for tuning in to Kumo's Unfiltered Combos podcast. And now we're going to go ahead and dig deeper into part two of Sex and Sexuality with Chris Joseph. Here we go. We're going to continue this conversation and I hope that you're liking it too. Uh, I, I'm loving this conversation. So yeah, um, yeah. Chris, you left off uh, where you were talking about sexuality. Um, if you could just elaborate yes. further on that. Yeah, I think I was kind of just like talking about space needed for people um, who are finding themselves. We are at a time now where there are so many different things that people can like identify as, so many different um, orientations that people have never even took time to research or know about. 
And there needs to be more grace for people who are figuring it out. And I think that you should believe them and not put boxes or labels on them when they are doing that. And that goes for all of the communities that we kind of, you know, touch on, you know, Mm -hmm. the Black community, for sure. Like, we, there are, there is, like, so much homophobic, you know, tweets that I read on a daily, you know what I mean? There are so many different, you know, transphobic things that I read daily on Twitter, on Black Twitter especially, you know what I mean? And I think that there needs to um, really just be that grace. In the Christian community, (laughs) we need to really address this. Like, I think that it is okay to, um, like, my, the first person I have to answer to is the Lord, right? And so I'm going to take his word on, and I'm going to trust in everything that he says, yes. And I think that there is a way to, go about supporting people um, through the through the word. And I don't think that we always do that. And that includes um, the people that are in this um, uh, LGBTQ plus space or people who don't, who aren't assured of themselves um, sexually. Um, and I think that is a ball that has been dropped in the church and that needs to be picked up (laughs) wiped off and tossed around so we can have a good time because there are hearts like I said it breaks my heart knowing that people um won't ever be able to like experience that joy and that peace that like I have like even and you know I hate to when well I don't hate because I love the Lord but (laughs) we're gonna turn this like I'm gonna kind of like turn it back to Um, During this time of the pandemic, like, yes, I have been so angry and so sad and so hurt, but there is still a underlying peace that is (laughs) undescribable and it comes from the Holy Spirit. Mm. And like, I have found so much in my like spiritual walk and God has been doing so much in my life and just think about if you have like received the like the best gift of your life right that has changed and shifted your life like you would want to share that with people you love you know and that's what frustrates me is that like I have given the best opportunity to walk with God and I feel like it's like hard for me now to even share that with folk or even talk about it because they get turned off because of the such poor job that we've been doing you know what I mean Christian so it just goes back yeah it just goes back in a circle but yeah I don't know that's how I, that's how I feel about it I know I said a whole bunch of stuff oh so. no you said some really good stuff I'm like oh yes take us to yeah. church um, right. <laughs> but no I was just even gonna add like to anybody out there who's like what what is the Holy Spirit um the the best way that I describe the Holy Spirit honestly is an is intuition um mm. that's how that's how I I describe the Holy Spirit it's like that knowing in your heart where you're like mm, I just know that I know or you get yeah. a random thought right like you get mm-hmm. a random 
feeling of just love and you're like I don't know but I just feel loved by the universe or I just feel this feeling that is good feeling right or my right. intuition told me to go check the the stove and you know like stuff like that so that's how I shared mm. uh, the Holy Spirit because I I know that some, that that some people can be like wait what like and, yeah. and like you know and that's how I look at it um I look yeah. at the Holy Spirit and I yeah. also even want to add like touching back to even sexuality for me I started my sexuality journey um two and a half years ago because as most of you know I've, I've talked about it on here how I grew up within you know the Christian background and 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 developing a relationship with God and Jesus and and knowing him for myself and how I took six months away when I was 23 years old and I lived in San Francisco and just at a faith-based institution and just learned you know um, mm. and that's where my perspective really changed and one of the things that you know because I wasn't a virgin um like I, my I lost my virginity at like 14 like it's really getting real because this is Kumo's Unfiltered Convos podcast unfiltered here we go <laughs> <laughs> like I lost my virginity at 14 and when I lost my virginity one of the things that as a kid growing up is you know I was a very curious kid like I did a lot of things with girls I liked boys too like you know I watched porn like I, I did all, I dabbled in a lot of things as a little kid, you know, and mm-hmm. um, out, uh, on top of that too, like I was also molested as a little girl. So wow. that's where, you know, I had all these layers to myself, like just trying to figure out who the fuck I was like, you yeah. know, so um, as a, and, and, and as a teenager, I, I explored so much with guys, like I would get in trouble, like, you know, I'll get in trouble. I'll have boys like fingering me at school or flashing boys. Like, oh my goodness! I was, just, I was just out there, like I didn't. When she her. told me this, when when we talked about this, I was like, "Kuma, what? I, I never expected that." I, and it's, and, and it's because like people are like, "She's so innocent," you know. And I'm like, "No, I'm yeah. not." <laughs> um, but but yeah, like I would I would flash boys and just like be really like out there, like what they would consider a fast girl. And yeah, and you know. And I'll never forget it. When I was in seventh grade, I had a coach, a black coach in Chicago, um, my PE teacher or whatever. Like, he was like, you need to stop being a little fast girl. And I was like, what? Like, Excuse me. <laughs> like, like, he hurt my feelings. He hurt my little 13-year-old yeah. feelings. I was like, what? Like, and I was like, ew, Mr. Tate, like, why would you say that? But yeah, he, he said, like, you need to stop being a little fast girl. And I remember I was so hurt by that. And, mm. you know, I had an aunt who thankfully, like, you know, she she started talking to me about sex, but not going in depth of like, hey, this is what sex is. Like, there's mm-hmm. a penis, there's a vagina. This is what it looks like to put on a condom, yada, yada, yada. Like, not like that, right? Mm-hmm. But as a kid, she was, the, when I was 14 years old, my aunt, um, she like, she like sat me down and she goes, Kamoyo, you're going like if you ever have sex, you should use a condom. And I was like, Oh no, I'm not gonna have sex. Like, no, like, but you know, back behind her back, I'm over here, you know, flashing boys and letting boys finger me. <laughs> like, you know, that mm-hmm. was my reality. Um, but you know, I was just trying to play innocent or whatever. And then I remember I ha- I lost my virginity in the summer of probably I forgot what year but it was in the summer and I was 14 and I remember crying after the whole incident like I just felt like shit I felt really Mm -hmm. crappy I was like oh like that wasn't what I expected it to be like you know I felt ashamed like just really nasty you know Mm -hmm. and um and then 
I remember thinking like, wow, like, and I didn't want to tell my aunt. So my aunt came and picked me up from my friend's house, but she knew what happened. So I didn't tell her, but like a couple of days, like a couple of weeks later, cause I felt comfortable with her. I told her, I go, Hey, like, remember that one time you picked me up from the, my friend's place. I was like, I lost my virginity. And she was like, I knew, but I was just waiting for mm. you to tell me. So she created a safe space for me to tell her that information. Wow. Right. Yeah. And you know, my mom, like she didn't talk to me about sex. My mom to her, that was like a disgusting thing. Like, you know, I I'm zombie and American. So, and, and that's an African community uh, culture. So, mm-hmm. so in my culture, it's like looked up, down upon frowned upon if you have sex outside of marriage. Right. Yeah. So like I come from that background as well, where it's like, you can't have sex outside of marriage. Like you have to have marriage. I mean, you have to have sex in marriage, period. Like you cannot have it outside of marriage. So right. there was this stigma when it came to sex and sexuality, yeah. especially mm-hmm. if you were a girl, it was more yep. of this like expectation of where you can't have sex. You can't be doing all these things. You know, you have to wait for a man to pursue you. And, and then I go into the church and they tell us and pursue you. Your husband's got to find you. And I'm like, bruh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny. <laughs> no, I, <laughs> I'm over here praying, God, please bring me my husband. So he can pursue me. That is so funny. No. Please. Some things I, but no, there's some things I do think that, like, I'm all for women, like, do what you want. Like, if, I don't think, when they talk about pursuit, I don't think that that, like, necessarily means that women can't, like, go out and, you know. Right, and pursue the man. Talk about a guy that, you know, like. If you're, like, interested, like, I feel like that's okay to, you know, let it be known. But I do, you know, tip, ladies. <laughs> I think that the guy, if he likes you, he's going to make sure that it is known and that he pursues you. I think that you are the prize. Like, you know, so I just want to th- throw that out there. But you keep going, Kuma. <laughs> <laughs> no, but okay. But for me, I'm like, okay, so me, I'm like, I'm the type of, like, I've had to unlearn that, to be honest. Yeah. I've had to unlearn that the man is the one that has to pursue me. And I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going to say why, because it's like, okay, like, I think as women too, we should say what we want. Like, yeah. why is it that yep. we live in a culture that says, you know, we award men for how many women they sleep with. And then when mm. a woman does it, she's a bitch, she's a hoe, yeah. she's all these things. And it's like, no, like, I should be able to have as many sex partners as I want, as long as I communicate with my sex partners. Hey, I just want you to know that I am having, I have multiple sex partners. Is that something that you're okay with? Okay. Right. If you're not okay with it, no worries. I respect that. And that's how that's, I'm not saying that this is what I'm doing right now, but like mm-hmm. when I, the more I learn about my sex, uh, my, um, my sexuality and what I like and what I don't like, I think it's important for me to also unlearn the things that I've been taught, right? Like unlearning the fact that sex is only good for marriage or that sex only happens in marriage. I think that's not true. And I, I I don't believe with that. I don't believe that concept that, and I don't believe that you're a bad person for having sex outside of marriage. Obviously, you know, I think for me, it's like the more that I educate myself on sex Mm -hmm. and what it looks like to have a a consent sex life and you know what it looks like to articulate my needs and saying hey this is what I like and this is what I don't like like I think that's important you know and oh that is very very important yeah I've (laughs) I've been learning so much and like with my you know friends and it's funny how this topic has just been like following me around I swear I don't 
talk about sex all the time, but it, it has very, it's a very like interesting topic. You know what I mean? I think the whole like idea, there are a lot of women who are not even being satisfied. <laughs> like they don't, they're not being satisfied in sex or like in the bedroom. And I feel like that's so sad. Right. You know what I mean? Because it's not about like us men just, you know, uh, making sure that we feel good. And I think that's just like misogyny. Like just the society has this this idea where it's like, you know, women are just like used for sex or they're like, you know, they are upheld, you know, to have sex with you. And so, you know, they make you feel good and, and all these things. But it's just like, no, like, like sex. I, first of all, I feel like I'm a natural giver. Like, and to be real, I still haven't, I still never have like sex, sex, <laughs> but I oh, so feel wait, you like, said you said you've never had sex before. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. I've had sexual encounters. I just feel like I never had sex. Right. But, um, I think that when I do, I want to make sure that she or my, my partner is satisfied (laughs) and I think that's important because a lot of women (laughs) are not being satisfied right and I think and and how you you create that that satisfaction honestly is asking it's it's talking about it yes and 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 I and I follow Shan uh, Boudram and I know yes I was just gonna talk about her (laughs) and like she talks about like talking about what sex means to you no right. i don't think she said it i think it was i was watching like another like show that i watched it's called the grapevine and they were mm-hmm. talking about sex and one thing that they said is like it's asking your partners before you go into the bedroom before you do the act of sex ask right. them what does sex mean to you yeah because everybody's definition of sex is not the same way that i would look at sex yeah right and like when you talk about sex in um in um uh, marriage and that's how you feel to me when i think about sex i i want it to be like i think it is a way to further connect people and um so like me i want to wait till marriage like qu- like quote unquote mm-hmm. but really is just finding the person that I want to be with for the rest of my life. So we can have this one thing. Well, not one thing. So we can have this thing that can continue to connect us and bond us. It's just another thing that can. We will have, you know, interests and commonalities and trips and experiences. But I want to make sure that I'm with someone that I feel comfortable with, that I am truly in love with, and I, and I can give part of myself to them through this and that's what when I think about sex that's what I think about mm. and so like not everybody thinks about like you know waiting for waiting for marriage is not just like a wedding day like you know things like that it's not even the word marriage like mm. <laughs> white man's paperwork like <laughs> like, like even the word marriage, but it's really, for me, it's just, I I want to value sex. You know what I mean? And I think that is okay if you do, like, and uphold it and want to share that experience with one person. I want to make sure that, like, if you do feel that way, that's fine. But don't drag people who don't. Right, no, <laughs> like, I agree. I'm not going to drag people who don't. I, so, uh, yeah, no, go ahead. 
Yeah. No, no. That's all. I just no, say I... so that. I don't know. <laughs> no, you're good. <laughs> <laughs> no, I definitely agree. And I think that, you know, like the way you view it is not the way that I view it, right? And that's right. what makes it what makes it beautiful because it's like yeah. as long as we can respect each other in that way, like I'm not gonna bring you down because I'm Chris is like, Oh, I'm like Chris wants to wait till marriage. Nah, that's perfect. That's fine. You know, mm. but for me I'm like, now nah, fuck it. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. No, I'm not even gonna play. I'm not gonna play. For me, I'm like, no, you oh know what? God. No, I'm gonna I I'm not going to wait for marriage. Like I feel like I owe it to myself to just learn who I am as a sexual right. being and, yeah. and and knowing what I like and what I don't like having consensual mm-hmm. sex which is both parties and like how you even said i want to feel loved i want to feel respected yeah. i want to feel like you're not just smashing me or you just got some pussy and that's it right, like, right i want you to feel like damn like like this woman like i'm in her presence like this human like because i'm yeah. such a deep person right like yeah so, yep. so so i'm like yo <laughs> like i want you to make me feel this way and like yes. and i want my partner to feel the same way like they feel respected right. because men have so much like there's this like there's this pressure on men to when, when it's about when it comes down to sex to feel like they have to you know get hard quick or they have mm-hmm. to hit it this much or they have to last or that they're long. good enough yeah or, or, it's so- all about being good enough and with women as well there's this pressure like as much as like you you know, it's just like, you know, yeah, like, having niggas, to come. like you know, walking like a dog, whatever. <laughs> but yeah. women still want to make sure that he is happy and that, you know, and or or their partner is happy and that like they they do good. And I think that's I think that's okay too. Like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. we we I wanna make my partner feel good she wants to make me feel good i feel like that's okay (laughs) yeah and i think and i think and and that's why i'm saying chris like even like with women too there have been times when i've been in in having sex with somebody and i feel this pressure of like oh my god i can't like what if i don't come or you know this is Mm -hmm. really like this is real like this is stuff that people women think of sometimes or speaking for myself where it's like what if i don't come or what if i'm I'm not as good as like you start thinking oh i look ugly or like just all these like weird don't look at me don't look at me me, like oh my god like and it's like and it's like no like guys some guys don't care about that right so yeah i think that when it comes to like the conversation of sex it's Mm -hmm. it's it's, the more that i continue because i'm still learning i'm gonna i'm gonna be honest and not just doing the act but like learning about my body learning about awareness like you mentioned that earlier about like that awareness what do i like what don't i like um what how do i want you to talk to me sometimes maybe i don't want you to talk to me right you know like (laughs) expressing myself in that way so I think that when it comes to the conversation of even sexuality, it's tying it into these two things of not even yeah. two things, but just a few things of, you know, first it's consent, right? If any mm-hmm. young girl or boy is listening right now, I know they don't teach you this in sex ed, but please, 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 please practice consent. Ask yeah. your partner, is it okay if I if I do this? Do you want to have sex? I think yeah. that's very important to do that yeah. because if we don't, uh, 
you know, ask our partners if they want to have sex, then guess what we're doing? We're perpetuating a rape culture. So, and then let's say the person says yes, and then they change their mind within two seconds or three seconds. That is okay. That is okay. And um, if you are practicing safe sex, if you you guys both um, um, say yes to having safe sex, which means that you put on a condom or something like that. If you take it off and that person does not know about it, that is rape. Mm. That is sexual assault. They did not consent to having unprotected sex with you. And that is not okay as well. I think that we need to, like, Yes, like we need to take it very, very seriously. Like, yes, just be- and sometimes it's like you know you don't want to ru- like I, I hear you know things. I'm on Twitter, like I'm deep on Twitter, especially. <laughs> so you be deep this- on Twitter that Amanda <laughs> Seals retweeted your tweet. <laughs> no, especially since this quarantine, and I read that and I was like, wow, the amount of people because there was a young woman who tweeted that, and the amount of people that were like, just like dragging her i was just like what because it makes sense like if we consent to having safe sex and you remove the condom that is i didn't consent to unprotected sex like Mm -hmm. i don't know you like i may not know you like that or like that is not okay and i just wanted to throw that out there Mm -hmm. um when you talked about learning yourself coming from a person that hasn't really like had had sex sex like (laughs) i think that um i want to speak to those who might never had sex or um want to wait or just you know are late bloomers you know what i mean like you can still take this time to learn about your your body and be comfortable with yourself as well like don't think that you um like, oh, when I get married or when I find love or when I do this, then I'll, you know, learn about my body. Then I'll learn about, you know, sex. You can still read things. <laughs> like, you can still, there are so many different resources. Like, Shan Booty is one of my favorite YouTubers. I always, like, mention her and retweet her stuff and do stuff like that because she talks, she is a sexologist. And she is amazing. Like, she talks about so many different things that I think are very important, not just, like, sexually, but just with yourself. Like, I had to take time and really be comfortable with myself. And one of my favorite things, and I'm going to share this tip, um, I want you guys all, when you get out the shower... Because I feel like everybody feels their their sexiest or their best when they're out of the shower. So when you get out the shower, you look yourself in the mirror and you say, I am beautiful. Or you say, I am strong. I am enough. I am sexy. I am strong. Look at my mom. Ooh. Ooh. Like, just give yourself compliments and start to really be comfortable with your body and yourself and look at yourself as desirable Mm -hmm. as well because some people are so uncomfortable with themselves that when it is time for them to want to like explore like with having sex they if you haven't had time to be comfortable with your own body it is not going to be fun for nobody 
Yeah. Like, yeah. It's not going to be fun. It's not going to be fun. So take time to get comfortable in your skin. And I think no matter how old you are, like, and then some people are better at it than others. Like, I am just now at my big age, at 22, like, taking time to really just be comfortable in my body. You know what I mean? Yeah. And really be comfortable with myself. And that's why I'm so comfortable now to speak so freely about everything. Because I don't care anymore. Right, no, <laughs> like, seriously. Like, I know that I am going to make somebody so happy one day. Like, I know that God created me. So I don't have to worry about, like, oh, like, I don't know if this person is going to feel this way if I say this. Like, I know that, and, and like, even if I am single forever, which I don't think that's actually going to happen. No, <laughs> but that's I don't okay think so. As well. <laughs> but I am valuable. Like, I do think that I will bring value to someone's life and mm-hmm. someone's sexual life and someone's spiritual life as well. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah, and, and I just want to even add on that too, Chris. Um, even just thank you again for even highlighting like folks who haven't had sex, like because yeah. I don't want nobody to feel like the pressure of like, oh my god, I have to have sex. Like, no, right. You you also have your own sex experience, you know, and there's certain other ways that you can do that. Right. But I can't speak to that because that's that's not my space. That's but... not your space. <laughs> okay. But... <laughs> I'm just gonna keep it real. Um, right. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I just want to even add with that too. Um, you know, I believe that even as a woman, for me, when I talk about unlearning, it's like it's okay for me to give myself pleasure too. So that could even be a vibrator, or it could be masturbating, or it mm. could be watching porn. But when it comes to porn, there's like certain things that I don't watch because I think like with Pornhub, it's actually very toxic in terms of like human trafficking Ooh. and sex trafficking. Yeah. So now yeah. like I'm trying to find like other avenues of you being able to like express myself in that way too. But I don't think right. it's bad watching porn. Um, but if you're kids, please... My little cousins, if you're listening to this, <laughs> oh <my> <laughs> I'm begging you, oh please, <laughs> like, talk Bloody to me cousin. first, please. Yeah. Because <laughs> I have my little, you know, my twin cousins. Yeah. They're like my sisters. They be listening to this sometimes. I'm like, Jesus, please. I hope my family does not watch. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to have to text my group chat and my family be like, do not watch this. Even some friends, if. If my friends are listening, don't text me about nothing that's been said. I'm in a, I'm in a completely different safe space. Like this is not what we, this is what me and Kumo do. Okay. If I haven't said anything to you about this, it's not your place. <laughs> like, like leave that that. You no, know, seriously, no. we keep it all the way real. And I think you know, right. least, honestly, at the end of the day. One of my biggest hopes is I want these conversations to be more in the open, you know, because I think it's where a lot of people are dying silently when we don't have conversations in public Mm -hmm. and and, Mm -hmm. and not, you know, we're, we're not breaking down the stigma. So my hope and my intent in this conversation is that to anybody listening right now, I really do hope that it it caused, you know, you got something from these conversations and from this conversation and just knowing like it's okay to have sex a sex drive we all have a sex drive it's okay Mm. to you know to say hey you know what i dropped the ball when it comes to the lgbtqia community and 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 and, you know holding yourself to do better 
right? Yeah. Because the only way that we can all do better at the end of the day is acknowledging like, hey, actually, I fucked up. And actually, I'm not that great of a person. I'm not saying that you're not great of a person, but like, mm-hmm. actually, I can do better as a human. Right. And that's yep. my intent in this podcast is just us looking at ourselves and being better people and better humans. Like, you know, I, I truly believe that we can, we're all better together and really working together, you know, so yeah yeah that's what i have to say in regards to this conversation and and absolutely you know so i don't know did you have anything to add on that too chris no um i just want to make sure that no matter where you are when it comes to this topic or like um sexuality sexual encounters your body um it's okay Mm -hmm. i just want you to know that not everybody is at the same point in their life and it's okay. Um, Whether you have (laughs) been doing things since you were very, very young or you have now just started to like think about these topics and ideas. Like, I think that I want to make sure that you know that you are not alone. You're not weird. Um, There are so many different things and thoughts. And um, I just want to make sure that you know that one, you are not weird and that too that no matter who you are i know that this is not a spiritual i don't really like you know this is not like a very spiritual thing but i just feel led to say that um that god loves you Mm -hmm. (laughs) um and he cares about you and he is continuously chasing after you just to love on you so so much and um and i hope that you can feel that one day i hope that i wish that on everybody because at this point that's the only thing because there's so much hate and craziness like happening right now that that's the only thing that is keeping me sane right now right, so right. i wish that on everybody so no thank you for that and and I, and I hope that you know um, I do just want to touch also on any sex victims. Um, if you've been in, you know, abused, sexually um, assaulted or anything, um, I will be putting up links of, you know, resources where you can reach out to people to talk to about that stuff. Uh, I, and I want you to know that your voices and your pain and the things that you went through matter. Um, yeah. You know, that you didn't just make it up because I know we live in a culture where they try to gaslight your experience. Um, and, and I want anybody out there listening right now, like, you know, your, your experience matters, um, everything that you, you know, like you are, you a beautiful individual and, and we need you. Um, so mm-hmm. yeah, I just want that to be said. Um, but before I let my good friend go, um, Chris, I do want to ask you one question. I always ask this question at the end of the yes. episode. Mm-hmm. What is, what is something that you want people to remember about Chris Joseph? wow i never really even thought about that (laughs) um one thing that i want people to remember about me or about like what i do or just like about just yeah just anything who you are yeah um and i have this (laughs) so i had this quote in my bio for the longest on instagram and i know it sounds cheesy but it's really true and it is that I want to live a life sharing love to as many people as I can. And I really hope that people one day when I die, that they 
when they talk about me, that they talk about how I loved on people very, very well. Um, not only because I feel like I haven't really been loved on properly the way that I should, um, but I found that. I found that now mm-hmm. in my spiritual walk, and I want to make sure that I love on people the right way. And I hope that one day when I'm not here, that that is what they remember. Beyond the work I do in my community, beyond my music, I want to make sure that um, when they talk about me, that they talk about how well he loved others. Mm, Wow. Yeah. Thank you for that. Of course. (laughs) Because I feel, honestly, (laughs) like, I feel so much love from you, Chris. Like, ugh. I'm lucky. I don't know why I'm getting teary-eyed. <laughs> no, it's okay. I had a feeling that I was going to get choked up too when I was talking. But um, it's true. It's true. There are There is so much out here that people really are are begging and seeking for like protection. And like um, and they are seeking for acceptance and uh, reassurance and um i know how that feels you know what i mean cuz a lot of my life has been that you know what i mean has been not ha- has been seen as weird or different or something that you're not or just not not being valued and i know how dark that is and i will be damned if i sit in that or if i let that happen for anybody else in my vicinity in my circle on the phone, whatever, whatever mm. it is that um, we are valuable. Right. So, and I thank you so much. And, and I, I feel so much love and appreciation from you as well. When I talk about our friendship and how we put in work, you definitely do, you know, uh, check on me and just are there to support me and love on me as a friend and I love you and and I am and just rooting for you as well with every single thing you do and I'm always always here for you oh thank you Chris I love you too and I'm always here for you too and you know you're you know you got I have your back like if you ever need anything I got you not even just on this podcast but absolutely you know what I mean so I want you to know that forever but Thank you so much for coming on this sh- on this show. Like, and we didn't even yeah. plan what we would talk about, bro. <laughs> I know, I know. I feel like we talked a lot about sex, and now people are are gonna just like go to nope. me for sex. And that's just not even like I'm not even a sexual person, but, but it is like. But we should talk about it. Like, it's quarantine, though. <laughs> it's cor- We've been lonely. Okay, we've been in our thoughts a lot. <laughs> So, and it's quarantine shit. Right. So, nah, I'm I'm we, so happy. Go ahead. Yeah. No, we definitely uh, need a hug. For- yeah. <laughs> oh. All right. Well, thank you so much, Chris, for being on. And everybody, I will link his Instagram if y'all want to follow him and Twitter and all that good stuff. I know he would love to connect with you all. So, thank Absolutely. you. And if you have any questions, you can check us out too. Bye. Bye, everyone. Thank you, Chris. Bye. Bye.